time to talk music, audio gear, and anything else that crosses our minds. I'm Mark. And I'm Peter. And welcome to the Hareton Audio Podcast. So, we want to talk about Synthwave in general, uh, but there's been a few songs that have come out recently that's really piqued our interest, hasn't there, Peter? Yes, uh, I've been a big fan of Gunship for a long time, and they have released new music quite recently as well. We've got Monster in Paradise with a whole host of featurings, including Tim Capella, Milky Way, Dave Lombardo, and Tyler Bates. And it's just a banging gunship track, isn't it, Max? Just great. Yeah, it's very goy. Very, you know, gunship have a, some slow songs and some quick ones. I always gravitate towards the faster BPM songs that gunship do because they're really good at doing, like, you know, high tempo sort of, like, sort of blaring the lines between... Like a few different genres at once, like a bit of synth wave, bit of rock, so the bit rock heavier, energy, the rock and energy, the attitude, but it's still packaged in that great synth wave thing, like the sounds like you you expect from synth wave, but yeah, they have, it's a bit more of an edge. It's like not cyberpunk, but it's more leaning towards that attitude. It's it's not you know it's less like a summer synth wave, like more wave situation, and more like an aggressive undercurrent synth wave but i think um they just absolutely nail it it just suits them so well yeah and then obviously you've got tim capella playing saxophone returning from playing dark all day and dark all day was very like sort of halloween themed uh very just brooding and heavy as well and that just all combines to a really interesting set of sounds because you've got dreamy keys and like that pop sensibility but you also have that you know 80s saxophone but then you've got the horror element and all this stuff blending together on a song like dark all day that makes it really interesting so several different genres all pulling together to make one like sort of hyper-specific multi-genre track and they've sort of not recreated that magic but they've sort of gone at it from a completely different angle with Monster in Paradise but obviously Tim Capella's saxophone solos are amazing yeah absolutely incredible it's a treat because synthwave I feel like for a while a lot of these saxophone solos were synthesized or sampled or like that there was a lot of playing about with that and then some of the bigger artists or some of the, the artists with, with the connections have got like real saxophones, like actual saxophone players to play on a lot of the songs. And it, it does elevate the track. It's the same as having like real guitar solos, you know. You can do a lot with a synthetic version, you know. It is synthwave. It doesn't all have to be like live band and live instrumentation, but sometimes it just it, it makes it a lot more cinematic when you've got the real, like the real deal in there. And the thing with a lot of gunships music is you almost have the feeling that they are playing it like live in front of you. It's almost yeah. sounding like straight off the PA. It has the feeling like they are playing this song in front of you and they've just recorded it. And this is like the highest quality way to listen to it. Yeah. They have like a really like live, like live energy. energy. Yeah. yeah. Um, which always ticks the boxes for me. Because obviously, if you listen to a lot of rock, that's the charm with rock. But when you bring that into other genres, it just it just ups the energy more than anything else. We we often say that if you want to find good rock music, just listen to synthwave. Because it, unfortunately, yeah. for, for like rock fans, I don't think they realise, but there's some really, really amazing rock songs coming out from people like LeBrock. Yeah, from- but- 
from obviously Gunship has that vibe. The Midnight, some of the Midnight's new music has that that edge, you know. And it's it's not stereotypical rock, but if you're fans of like eighties music and eighties rock music, it's so it's so similar to some of the, the more um, forward thinking songs of the time. But it still has this unique new branching thing that that the synthwave umbrella sort of encompasses. But then. Like, as I said, there's still that rock element. So it's weird because you think, well, I shouldn't... Synthwave, on paper, is more of a dance genre. But then there's all these fantastic rock songs. I mean, like Ultra Boss. Oh, Ultra Boss, yeah. Well. Chain to the Passion. Is it? Oh, and, I feel like a butcher in that. The shred, um, ra- the shred wave uh, scene as well. Yeah. People like McCrocklin and Hutch. It's just... It comes in there, and it's it's not where you would expect to hear yeah, this you're, virtuosic you're, guitar playing. You're just listening to shredding guitar solos, and you're looking at like the tag on Apple Music or Spotify, and it says electronic. And there's something yeah. so jarring about listening to something that's so far removed from electronic music, and then they're like, "Well, this is this is electronic music, uh, synthwave," but you know, McCrocklin's just going to absolutely shred on electric guitar for like three minutes or like ultra bosses slave to the passion um is just an amazing sort of 80s hard rock track sort of dressed up as synthwave obviously they've come at it from a synthwave angle but it's very much if you know those old bands you can hear where the influence is from and you can also see it on the actual artwork um the the title track is amazing as is uh straight Straight, Straight for the Heart is one of my yeah. favourites. I, I got it on vinyl, um, and it's it's one of those where I think we just got it because we had one song, yeah, and yeah. The, the artwork was cool, yeah, yeah. It was on Bandcamp, the price was right, and it was like, whoa, this album's like really cool. Fantastic album. So for anybody who doesn't really know what we're talking about when we use this word synthwave, what I love so much about synthwave and, and the music and genre in general is that there's just a nice, easy word or series of words that you can use to describe it. There's a lot of genres at the moment where, you, yeah, you can say, oh yeah, it's hard rock or it's rock, but you can't get much more specific without losing the people you're talking to because they're like, well, I don't know what that is. Or, I don't know what this is. So synthwave has... A couple of different names, most notably Outrun and Retrowave, but people also call it Dreamwave and Dark Synth and Dark Wave. It sort of depends how heavy you are, how fun it is, or how, you know, like dark it is basically, like in, in its theme. So just a little bit on the Wikipedia of Synthwave, it sort of... It sort of stems from French house producers. It takes influence from video games like Vice City... It has, you know, draws from legendary 80s composers like John Carpenter, Jean-Michael Jarre, and Vangelis, who who did Blade Runner, as well as artists like Tangerine Dream. And we all know that one of the most talked about and cult classic synthwave films is Drive because of its soundtrack. Yeah, the soundtrack almost is what, like some of the films seem to have such an iconic soundtrack, like say Top Gun, where the the soundtrack is almost as well known as the film. And I feel like Drive fits into that category. The, um, the soundtrack sort of is almost on par with the cinematography yeah, in a way, or the story writing. Because Ryan Gosling doesn't say anything for like the first Not for ages. 40 minutes of the film. That's how I remember it. So you are really being taken through the story with the soundtrack and like the brooding sound design that they've put underneath it. 
it does say on the Wikipedia, Thor Ragnarok. Um, I am not sure what Synthwave is on that without looking at the soundtrack. But obviously, as well for people who who maybe don't know what, what Synthwave is, there is a lot of it and the culture of synth, Synthwave steeped into Stranger Things. Yes, yeah. I think a lot of people have like taken the... Um, what's the sunset called? It's the... the, the I, I think it's the... Gatefold. Gatefold, yeah. uh, gatefold Sunset. The Gatefold Sunset. Um, yeah. It has many names. You, you, uh, they'd often say grid lines. Yes. Because uh, Synthwave as well, if you're unfamiliar, is not just a musical audio scene. It's also a visual artistic scene. And that's why all of the um, artwork is so uniform, or it's often uniform, because it's drawing from specific artists and and some of the most i would say legendary artists include uh signal noise yes who has 100%. done gunships artwork and fm84's artwork i would argue one of the most important artists in the scene yeah visually his work's definitely some of the most iconic and you know it definitely basically captures the entire vibe visually yeah. of synthwave in a nutshell like the color palettes the way it's done everything and or, like the way it's sort of slightly degraded or it has like that vhs that aging. In the line and the aging um so so it's quite easy to spot synthwave you know you have magenta and cyan you have the the sun you have grid lines so if you see that, chances are, if it's not Synthwave, there was definitely influenced and by a, it. You see a lot of either games, music, uh, TV, everybody sort of like, even if it's not the right music genre, people will take the grid and the sunset and they will like flip it like colour-wise and say, well, I'm doing something like that. You know, games seem to love, they just do a season of Synthwave. Like if they're doing summer, they'll go, neon summer, just Synthwave, easy, isn't it, for game designers just to pivot into that as it, a visual style. It has been uh, co-opted by popular culture more so than I could have thought because we, we sort of started listening to it and started getting away of the visual scene in 2015, 2016. And I think even at that time, it was... It was definitely getting popular and yeah. starting, people started to talk about it, but it was, you know, like the meme you see where it's one guy in an empty stage saying, me being the only synthwave listener in my hometown. Yeah. Like, yeah. And it's, it's, it is just you. Whereas now it is a lot, lot more popular. People tend to know what you're talking about, at least online, or when yeah, you're yeah. talking to people who are well versed in, in music, yeah, in musicology. But, it is definitely something that has also been almost um, taken advantage of because the visual style is so iconic. And it's very aesthetically pleasing. Yeah. Like it's all Lamborghini supercars, neon, 80s sort of summer vibe. Summer Palm vibes, trees, yeah. Very easy to go, well, let's let's make this a visual sort of theme for, say, the month or, or this and week or this season pass or whatever they're doing. As we said about last week as well, because of Cyberpunk 2077, that the grittier side of what this all this scene is, the, the retro-futuristic sort of Blade Runner thing, that is almost more popular, I feel like, now than the summer synthwave feel like you you see on a lot of uh games and in a lot of movies and media yeah because they can sort of encompass every mood with this sort of palette of like 80s 80s retro futurism you could say that it yes. all sort of is yeah. the umbrella that all the visual style is sort of taken from you can go anywhere from like blade runner 
all the way through to like Miami Vice. Yeah. And you can sort of take it as far in one direction or as lightly in one direction as you want. And, you, you know, you can do it subtly or you can lean into it in the most extreme way possible. And there's so many moods you can use with, like say, from Dreamwave to Darkwave. Yeah, it it's encompasses sort of, the full emotional spectrum, really. And, and it goes, because it's sort of linked to Vaporwave in that sense as well. And Vaporwave is sort of like the more, and Mallwave oh, yeah, are sort of like the more Muzak sort of situations and, and more of just a vibe more than it is a music genre. But I definitely think if you have more of a pop sensibility and you like the idea of this sort of retro-futuristic music synthwave, is where you really need to be because vaporwave can get a bit intimidating if you're not in that mindset. Yeah, it's you, quite out there. You can listen to it and not really understand what you've listened to because it's all slowed down and like spacey and full of reverb. You can't quite understand like the form and shifted uh, vocals some of the time on some of the tracks I've listened to. It's yeah. like almost like you've put your cassette tape on or vinyl on the wrong speed. That's how the songs almost yeah. sound at times. So I definitely think if you want to get more into Vaporwave, Synthwave is a great place to start because you get more accustomed to the sort of retro sound set. And obviously some artists, they go all in and they make it sound like an 80s record. Yeah, because the other part with Synthwave as well is you can. there's so many entry points. You can come in from like the French house FM attack angle or you can come in from the, say, like, Gunship or Carpenter of Brute heavy metal angle or the rock side of it. Or, like, you could come in from, like, the the uh, the Midnight and um, yeah. Time Cop, yeah. FM84, the sort of classic, I, I would argue the classic modern synthwave. And then also you have people like, say, The Weeknd on Blinding Lights, so it's very fashionable using, using sound that set. sound set. And if you like that song, you might stumble into Synthwave and go, well, I like this style of music, not really knowing what it is. Because obviously the 80s have had like a bit of a boom in popular culture with the sound design and movie soundtracks. Obviously, Top Gun coming back and all that. There's lots of like lots of points of entry where you can sort of stumble into Synthwave and go, yes, this is what I've been looking for. And it's from all different like mediums and all different music genres are on like the fringe of it that you've got an entry point. I think that's why it's so popular. I do feel like synthwave is maybe one of the easiest genres, as you said, to stumble into. It's so, it's almost hard if people don't know what it is or aren't aware of it. Sometimes I'm like, but it's, it's just in your face. It seems it, to me, it feels like it's everywhere. Maybe that's because I'm aware of it, but at the same time, 80s and 90s culture is still very much in the forefront of people's minds and mm. a lot of 2010s pop music leaned into that 80s sound so the sound set is still very familiar and it's not not very alien I mean I would argue after EDM sort of was less mainstream the retro drum sound is the thing that you know, that's what's commanding modern pop. Like, a lot of it is is bit-crushed or, or just straight-up retro drum machines being reused and resampled. That seems to be now pop the pop drum sound. Everybody has a Juno. Literally every single keyboardist on stage has a Juno at yeah. this point. It feels like you they're almost unavoidable. If you don't know what Junos are, they're just a, a synthesizer that was made by Roland in the 80s. 
Um, but they're just very popular for pop music and just bands to have they, in general. They have a, I would say, a softer sound than, say, like Yamaha DX7 or anything like that. But it's just a warm, nice sound. It, I feel like it's very easy to use and it's very easy to listen to, Juno. It, it often sounds very pleasant. Yeah. Um, so just to highlight a few of the... Uh, synthwave artists we've been listening to at the moment obviously we've been talking about gunship and their brand new song uh monster in paradise there's also landlocked heart by the midnight that's amazing uh, for that the like, midnight is a band we've seen live we've seen them three, live three times every time absolutely amazing and i just wish i think like most people i wouldn't be alone if i said i wish gunship would go out live i know yeah. that there's a lot of people asking that and that is up to gunship but it's great to see because obviously uh, as well, uh, Carpenter Brute, yes. Pair to Beta, they been play that download. download. Yeah, uh, as well, uh, Alex Westaway joined them oh, on yes. one of the songs. Yeah, um, Carpenter Brute that is, and um, it's such a good thing to see live. If there's people like local that you can see, I know Time Cop and Josh Daly have got a tour coming up. Yeah, and things like that, and artists like that. But it is such a great feeling in the room. And the thing is, we talk about this like it's a niche genre. When when we went to see The Midnight, it was packed. Absolutely packed, yeah. There was loads of people there. We went with a friend who didn't really know how uh, busy popular, it was going to be. How yeah. busy it was going to be. And, you know, The Midnight, they're a big band. They are a big band. They're a big band like now. Other bands uh, who are in this sort of genre who are touring include LeBrock, which me and Pierre absolutely Love LeBrock's new stuff. LeBrock Le is incredible. Their new, their new EP is absolutely unbelievably yeah. good. I would uh, recommend it wholeheartedly. Can't Breathe, See Me, Chemistry. Oh, the fantastic song. And that's the, the EP is called Gone, if you want to look it up. So another one, if, if you really like that 80s rock power ballad sort of vibe, Stay by Hollow Flash just ticks all the boxes for me. Yeah. Um, I believe it's Michael Palace from the band Palace, who also has a phenomenal album that's come out on Frontiers. But uh, Hollow Flash is like, just, it's almost like, like a really, really cool elevator music in places. It's, it's very, very good. Obviously, some of the songs that are more instrumental have that vibe, but Stay... Incorporates like a new Jack Swing yeah, element in places. Yeah, but Stay, with it having lead vocals on, it just has such a catchy... And just such a, like, you just think, when you hear these songs, you're like, why don't I hear these on the radio? Why aren't they on movies? It's like perfect late 80s, early 90s pop is what people yeah. like Hollow Flash are doing. It's like, it's like, it never existed in that form, but you just think when you listen to these songs, you think, oh yeah, that's just like an 80s song. But it, yeah, yeah. the 80s didn't actually sound like that. It's almost like you're retroactively remembering the 80s through the songs. Even if you went around in the 80s, you still, yeah. so it gives you that feeling. And then... You you look at the eighties at the time and you realise that it didn't actually sound like that. Yeah, and it definitely didn't look like that. Yeah, yeah. It's just like because he's sort of sort of paid homage to a lot of VHS box art, like the the yes. tapes that you can get to re-record home videos on. All of those, like the the gradient spheres and the sort of bright coloured shapes in the box art with the lines. That's sort of where all that imagery comes from. Um, it's just very cool. Future Cop is also an amazing synthwave artist. An artist I feel like is often overlooked, considering he's been there almost the entire time synthwave's been a 
a thing. They were a duo at one point as well. But Future Cop is fantastic when we're talking about EDM because Synthwave sort of started started sprouting off of like they say French French house and stuff like that. But some of the artists were sort of more into the EDM side of things when yeah. EDM was really popular. Was sort of pushing more towards eight to sound design and you really hear that if you listen to early future cop but man there's too many future cops songs for me to to actually atlantis get atlantis obviously star uh, worship the vocal version is one of my favorites in superhero songs. with christine yeah uh, and then hoop dreams off the hoop brand dreams new one. off the new one between the moon and stars even though it incorporates more modern drum design and stuff. It's just the the vibe is quintessentially synthwave. It's yeah. just fantastic. But also, stuff. it's like an earworm on hoop drums. It is, yeah. So the vocal you just is so hooky. it just keeps going round, and you just keep remembering it clearer and clearer. Um, and the best thing about synthwave as well is like the physical music scene's massive. So you yeah. can get cassettes. We've got a fair few cassettes. Cassettes from the last Concord. Obviously, cassettes from Midnight Gunship. Celerect LA Dreams. Celerect LA Dreams, who's just dropped an absolute banger that we've just had this morning as well. Um, called uh, Believe Believe Me, I believe it's called. Uh, Peter just checks that for me uh, right at the top of our playlist. Yeah, Believe It. Believe Sorry. It. By Celerect Hello Dreams, worth listening to. Yeah, that was, I was blown away when I was listening to it earlier on today. Um, yeah, and then obviously people pressing CDs and vinyls as well, like Kavinsky, that brand new CD's yes. really cool as well. Um, Cameo. A lot of artists, like one of, I would argue, the the king of Outrun himself, Miami Nights 1984, they've started making CDs. Like yeah. a lot, a lot of the artists for that they were mainly vinyl or mainly vinyl and cassette. A lot of them are now pressing CDs because I think the vinyl and cassette can be so rare and hard to come by. But also, CD is convenient, and I think it's coming back. I'm going to say it first: it's coming back. I Bold know people words. say that it isn't, and people say that it is. It definitely is coming back because. People like physical media, but vinyl is intimidating. You've got to have a lot of money to buy every album on vinyl. They're all like 30 quid each. Also, from a business standpoint, vinyl's becoming harder and harder to press for independent artists because of the mainstream attention. that, And then the lack of record plants to press it. So I think if you want a physical release, CD and cassette is easier to make if you're like on a, on a budget or you just don't have two years to wait to press a vinyl um but other artists include time cop 1983 yes which we briefly mentioned who's yeah. doing a lot with josh daly great yeah. they are a great combination together time yeah cop they josh should daly. like just form some kind of duo really but uh, i suppose they're <laughs> they, already they doing do it. it like they're like already they're doing, doing it, it. Um, wolf club have some absolutely fantastic stuff yeah we've got a, a bunch of wolf club cassettes and yeah. Sunglasses Kid, who is, I would argue, one of the kings of the sort of New Jack actual 80s pop thing that he does. I mean, 80s Baby is one of the tracks that we listen to nonstop. We've been listening to it a long time, haven't we? I think with 80s Baby, the, the full rap that they do... Um, is it Rhyme Time I'm reading on there? I'm assuming... Yeah, Rhyme Time and Geneva. So I'm assuming, yeah, Rhyme Time's rapper, yeah. Geneva will be the vocal. Um, the, Rhyme Time does an outstanding job of just threading this full rap together from 80s culture, sort of. And, then, and it's a long And rap. it's a long rap. It's he covers, impressive. It covers a lot of stuff. Um, and it's just, it's also funny as well to listen to. It's a very humour-filled sort yes. of song. Yeah, yeah. Very tongue-in-cheek in the way it's delivered. And that's what makes it so fun to listen to. 
And, uh, of course, Michael Oakley and Ollie Ride being two of the pillars of the vocal synthwave scene, I think they have done more. Because synthwave, a lot of people like the instrumentals. Yeah. They do. And it's hard. It's hard if you're a vocal artist. But I do feel like Michael Oakley and Ollie Ride are two of the vocalists who have really, as well as Josh Daly, the three of them have sort of really built a sound and just an expectation that vocal synthwave is there and it's 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 here to play. I think one of the big vocal synthwave albums we listened to very early on uh, is Christine's, Christine's uh, album, uh, her self-titled album, Christine. I mean, where's the... not to... What, what can't you talk about? I Modern mean, Love, The Danger, Radio... Radio everybody it's every such song's a, good, a banger it's such a good album and um i don't think she's made another one yet so it's we're just on tender hooks waiting to hear if she'll make another one but that album is incredible um it's always nice when when you the, the only problem when you have one album is when you want more and there isn't more it's it's hard it's you hard. know i mean that's that's partially what led to me listening to so much um fm attack because christine sang two of the songs on yeah the second album deja vu she sang with mitch Mader. she was everywhere in the very early on in the yes. synthwave scene she featured on a lot of different songs and she even says crystalline on the midnight's crystalline yeah um but yeah, that's a good shout out to a lot. We've got a retro wave playlist that we sort of have been updating um, since 2022. Is that Peter or is that just when you started it? That's just, um, uh, maybe I did start making it in 2022, but my playlist is nothing compared to the absolute greatest of all time playlisters in the synthwave scene, which I will say synthwave has one of the best community playlist curators out there like some of them they're, they're doing it and for who and why yeah. they're doing they're doing for these independent artists they are like making miracles happen yeah, yeah. and i don't even know what the monetary value is if there is any for i think it's playlists. just the joy of sharing the music some of the time as well and just enjoying i mean playlisting is is an art form but it's a very difficult art form to market because like you say, who who are you making it for, and how how do you monetize a playlist? You, you don't really, so yeah, you're just doing it because you want to share the music you think's great and, and curate and curate what you think is like the best of that genre to you. But yeah, they do they do have a very vibrant playlist scene um, with the synth fam and everything. The synth fam, another great thing. Like what synthwave nails is the terminology. There is words to describe things in synthwave. Ways to find it. Ways to find people. And if you're an independent synthwave artist, you can just throw the hashtag synthfam out there and you'll probably find people that are like-minded and that want to support you and that you want to support. And it's turn. also an easy way to find synthwave. If you're just like, right, I want to find some synthwave, you can just look at the hashtags, synthfam. Yeah you've got a way to, to actually discover something. Uh, and that's the, the reason why I do think that Synthwave has sort of like bubbled up into like quite a big genre with bands like The Midnight and stuff really leading the charge on getting it like bigger and bigger. Yeah. Um, but once again, you can find it, you can listen to it and you tend to discover more than just the one artist you discover. Yeah. You branch well, out. You might, you might come into the Synthwave scene for Gunship or The Midnight or one of the heavy hitters in the genre, but you might stay for these artists that you you know you don't know as as well. Yeah, the the other good thing with synthwave, particularly on the instrumental side, is you get that soundtrack 
sort of feel. But you also have the 80s montage sort of real. montage music, yeah, yes. Which just really gets you pumped up to do stuff, you know. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of the songs that sort of go into that, like you can imagine yourself in a movie, you're training for something or other, some kind of tournament or some kind of action scene, and you're, you're just... You're just training, and this music is the soundtrack to it. Uh, it's it's must be such good gym music as well. Oh, if 100%. I was more versed in the gym, but um, yeah, it's just really really cool. And we just wanted to highlight because we've liked synthwave for a long been, time. We talked about it a lot on the last episode as well with Epic D, but, but um, we thought we'd do a deep dive into it so we can share. Because I think everybody listens to different pockets of this sort of music. And it's nice to just be able to shout out some of the artists that we've been listening to for a long time. Yeah, because you can listen to Synthwave, but you can take it, they take the influence from the songs and just bring it to whatever you're working on because Synthwave as a genre is so versatile. It's so vibrant as and well. It, yeah, and it's very creative. It's one of the most creative genres I've seen for just like being able to do anything. They're not fixed to a particular sound set. You're not fixed to a particular tempo. You can the, sort of do whatever you there's want. There's a rough guideline, but like any genre, that entry point is that classic synthwave sound that we all love. You know, like gated toms, like juicy bass synths. Yeah, 16th notes. 16th notes. Yeah, we all love some 16th notes. We all love some dreamy pads. Roughly dance tempo. But you know. then you can dive into like... 80s club culture like Le Avenue just dropped an album that is just it's it's a homage to that sort of early I think it's a late 80s early 90s club sound and when you listen to it it's it is completely different to what your stereotypical synthwave is it still sort of falls under the umbrella though it has the the vibes and stuff but that is an album that comes to mind as being something that's refreshingly different but it doesn't it's not like listening to like death metal when you're listening to pop it's still in that wheelhouse and then you have you have other artists like we said about Kavinsky doing a more cinematic pop sort of approach to yeah, it yeah. but it's still you know with funk elements and stuff but it's still very much rooted in it then you have bands like like LeBrock, and and the best thing about LeBrock to circle back to LeBrock because it's just that that the last two releases they've sort of put out is just unbelievably good, so catchy. Um, it's like everything. It's like hyper concentrated, like arena rock distilled into super short, super punchy songs that just don't go out your head they you don't just, stop either they just, yeah they just, they just keep rolling keep going and it's it's they're just so catchy but yeah there's so many different cool aspects of synthwave that and, we absolutely love talking about like it's it's moved more into like full band production for a lot of the major artists but artists like the last con the last concord are still throwing that that housey dance yeah, yeah. focused vibe that I, I I that's why I came to the genre is for the dance music. I started listening to synthwave because I wanted to find dance music that I liked that I could show our friends. Yeah, yeah. But it's evolved into basically the music we already liked, like yeah, that classic it, rock thing in places. So it's, it's it's bizarre. It is bizarre because you like you say you have you almost have house at one end and arena rock at the other, the other and everything in between. It feels like yeah, and it is sort of bizarre how it all is like linked linked together but also 
um, I know there's like different pockets within the genre um, that everybody can sort of have a preference on, but it is like you will see like that disparity on most synthwave playlists is you'll have a house song and an arena rock song next to each other. Yeah. And that's just fine. And then like a, like a new Jack song or something. Yeah. Yeah. So because we've been shouting out so many artists on this episode, what we'll probably do is we'll make it more into a radio show. If you're listening on Spotify and we will add a lot of the songs in that we've been mentioning. Yeah. 100%. And then it's, it, yeah, it would be a little bit like a radio show, I suppose the yeah. way we'll do it. Um, so to summarize, we've just sort of broken down a little bit about the genre. So anybody who's unfamiliar, you might have a little bit more of an idea on what this genre is, but also this is more like us just shouting out all of our favorite, not all of them, but just like a selection of our favorite synthwave artists. Whatever we we could think up on the day. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We listen to an awful lot, you know, and, um, we might even make a little Spotify playlist to go with it. Um, And yeah, check all that in the links in the description Um, and see you next week. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. And if you are a synthwave artist, be free to let us know what you've got coming out. We love synthwave. Yeah, yeah. At us, put it it in the uh, Q&A. We'll ask for your favourite synthwave remixes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, see you next week. See you next week. (laughs)